Okay, so uh, let's, uh, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for your love for us. Lord, thank you that you first loved us so that we could have the opportunity uh, to, uh, to love you. One of the ways that we can love you today is just by being thankful, rejoicing, celebrating in the message of Christmas, what it represents uh, to us for, in the gospel plan. And I uh, just thank you for each uh, person who has come here, Lord, to be encouraged in this regard, and each person uh, who is going to just be uh, singing or uh, presenting in a way that be a blessing uh, to all of us. Thank you for putting this together, Lord. Praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Anybody tell me what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. Lights. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. 
That's what Christmas is really all about, Charlie Brown. take this opportunity now to sing together page 104 page 104 joy to the world you can stay seated for this song page 104 joy to the world
Christmas, a time to celebrate the birth of God's only begotten Son. A time to relive the miraculous story that would change the world forever. The arrival of our long-expected Savior was here. Let men in heavenly host rejoice. Joy, Joy to, to the, the world, world. Christ, Christ has come. come. The breath of heaven filled the earth. Emmanuel, God with us, came to birth. Born both Son of David and Son of God, the King of kings now dwelt amongst us. His kingdom would know no end. His love would reign forever. Joy, Joy to, to the world, Christ, Christ has come. come. We could not comprehend his ways, our wonderful counselor. The sinless shepherd who would perform miracles and provide freely the bread of life and living water. We would need to hunger and thirst no more. Joy, Joy to, to the, the world, Christ, Christ has come. come. Christmas, a time to celebrate the arrival of the Messiah, the Anointed One. A time to honor the day Jesus entered our messy world to cleanse it of all sin and shame. To be the spotless lamb, to redeem us from death. To be the giver of eternal life, the greatest gift we could ever receive. Joy, Joy to, to the, the world, world Christ, Christ has come. He is Alpha and Omega. The first and the last. The beginning and the end. God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for this reason for celebration of salvation's arrival. Joy, Joy to, to the, the world, Christ, Christ has come. Lord, we will go and tell the story of Christmas. We will share the gift of your love with others. For, for unto, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall rest upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. For unto you is born this day, in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. We will sing loudly the carols of Christ's birth. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Joy to the world, Christ has come.
gave his son, gave his own beloved one to this wicked sinful earth to bring mankind his love new birth. Just wonderful. I uh, we go down to nursing home occasionally, and, and uh, around Christmas time, I bring bells with me, and I almost felt like I would have been better off bringing some bells this morning. But anyway, by the way, I was asked to bring a tie. Is anybody here missing a tie that would want to borrow one? It's a Christmas tie, and you can borrow it, but uh, I'd like it back at the end of the service. So you come and see me after. Anyway, we're going to do a song called Silent Night. And I think of uh, this song, you know, the harmonica kind of a, a kind of a country type thing. And I was thinking the shepherds out in the field, and uh, they were common people like we are. And uh, I imagine if if it was today, maybe they'd be singing Silent Night or playing Silent Night in a harmonica. So I want to do that song two verses.
Wow, such a nice studio. I wonder when that reporter from the Bethlehem Epitaph will be here. Well, he could be here any minute. Wow, Sammy, I never thought we would be celebrities. I know, and to think we almost missed the whole thing. That's true, I had my bags all packed. I was all ready to go live with my sister in Bethel. Remember, Sammy? Of course I remember. Are you trying to say I forget things? Well, I will say this. Your memory has not improved much since then. But we, now we never argue anymore. No, we never argue, as long as I agree with you. Right, dear? Well, it's easy to agree with me, since I'm always right. Grant, most women are. But don't you agree that, that that was the most amazing night we have ever seen? Yes. I think that was the night that I came to realize we could get through anything if we worked together. I think that was the first night I came to truly realize I could love you, Sammy. I love you too, dear. And now we never fight at all. What? Uh, no, never fight. We never argue either. Well, you see, no, never fight either. The birth of that baby in our barn made such an impact. You've got to remember, though, it's a hard time back then. The village was chaotic. Overcrowded. Everyone came back to Bethlehem for the census. Cousin Hiram's family was camping on our roof. Every time we turned around, it seemed like some Roman soldier or tax collector was trying to shake us down for every shekel. Oh, and remember all of the stealing and cheating that was going on? It was a very dark time, okay? Remember how I used to get so angry? Why, once, Sammy slammed his fist down so hard on the table. It was a very dark time! Relax. Then the couple came. I don't even know why I answered the door. You said the man sounded urgent. Well, he did, but his wife sounded more urgent. I went to the door, too, to see what was going on. Sammy, didn't you feel sorry for the poor man's wife? She was pregnant out to here, ready to pop. Oh, you're making me feel guilty all over again. You did absolutely the right thing, Sammy. You let them stay in our barn. And my Ruthie, she was glorious. She gave them blankets and candles. She even let the woman stay in the barn. She helped her get all nice and comfy during her labor. She was just a child. She needed a mother figure that night. And then the child became a mother herself. They were beautiful, you know, full of hope with the promise a new life brings. Mm. They gave him the name Jesus, the one who saves his people from their sins. And then I had to stop and think. The Almighty must be working through all of this somehow. That little family reminded us that even in the darkest times, we can get through anything because God is with us. Mm. Then the strangest things started to happen. A star appeared in the sky over there. Then all of a sudden, shepherds started coming over to fields. And then, of all things, the animals in the barn got quiet. Mm. I wonder... Mm. That little family was something special. Hmm. You know, I had to stop and think. I had to realize that that night, well, even though we didn't have room for him in our inns, we could still make room for him in our hearts. I wonder what will happen to that little guy now. I wonder how many other lives he'll end up changing.
beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, he hath declared him. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts 
to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ.
long time ago in Bethlehem, so the Holy Bible say. Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ, was born on Christmas Day. Hark now, hear the angels sing, a new king is born today. And man will live forevermore, because of Christmas Day. Trumpets sound and angels sing, listen to what they say. That man will live forevermore, because of Christmas Day. While shepherds watched their flocks by night, they saw a bright new shining star. They hear a choir of angels sing, the music seemed to come from afar. Now Joseph and his wife Mary come to Bethlehem that night. Then found no place to bear the child, not a single room was inside. Hark now, hear the angels sing, a new king born today. And man will live forevermore, because of Christmas Day. Trumpets sound and angels sing, listen to what they say.
the angels look on as the Father embraces his Son. For the time now is come for God's will to be done and the souls of mankind to be one. Then the Father says, Gabriel, call out the choir and awaken the string and the horn. For the heavens will ring and the angels must sing, proclaiming, My Son now is born. Joy, joy, joy to the world, peace on the earth, good will to men. Joy, joy, joy to the world, Jesus is born, let the joy begin. All the angels were waiting the Father's command to begin their rejoicing that night. For the promise foretold by the prophets of old was about to break forth in great light. The redemption of men by God's glorious plan would be purchased at infinite cost. And the price would be paid by this innocent babe through the blood of the old rugged cross. Joy, 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 joy to the world, peace on the earth, goodwill to men. Joy, joy, joy to the world, Jesus is born, let the joy begin. Joy, 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 joy to the world, peace on the earth, goodwill to man. Joy, joy, joy to the world, Jesus is born, let the joy begin. Jesus is born, Jesus is born, Jesus is born, let the joy begin. Let the joy begin. Let the joy begin. Joy, 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 joy. stand together. We'll sing page 105. Page 105. Oh, come all ye faithful. 105.
good singing. Thank you. You can be seated. Oh, that was a great celebration. I like that last song. I, you know, let the joy begin, right? That was great. And everybody participated. Uh, Lord put that all together. And uh, we have, a, we have a, a church that enjoys uh, Christmas time. And uh, we're going to wobbly stand there. Should be interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're good. Something a little more. Yeah, we'll go with it. That's fine. And. Uh, you know the, the thing. The thing it is about about Christmas for the Christian, and we we do enjoy Christmas, but we don't look at it as a time unto itself, right? We tend to we tend to kind of uh, you know uh, look at Christmas as being one thing, and Easter as being another thing, and uh, you know, then uh, in, in between that, you know, maybe we think about different days that we might uh, think are special. But, you know, when it comes to, uh, to, to Christians and Christmas, it's just one part of the, uh, its own piece of the puzzle, right? It's just one part of God's plan. And you have the master, you have the master plan, you have the big picture, but the big picture is made up of pieces that in God's plan fit perfectly together. They fit perfectly together. And so when we, when we celebrate Christmas, and we do celebrate it, the reason why we celebrate it is because it's, a, it's an important component of the gospel plan. And uh, I just want to talk a little bit about that this morning. And I think this could be of encouragement to you. And just give you a perspective, you know, that, uh, um, that makes things unique when, when you celebrate something as a Christian. You say, well, I'm not a Christian. Well, you know... The Lord says, come, let us reason together. And if you're not a Christian, I challenge you to do this. Think about why not. And think about maybe how much more things would make sense and fit together if you were. And, uh, and so let's go to Luke chapter 2. Uh, Luke chapter 2. And uh, Luke chapter 2, we know, is the, the uh, what, what story do we call that? We call that the Christmas story, Luke chapter 2 and... And Matthew uh, chapter 1 and 2, right? It's pretty easy to remember. And Luke chapter 2, we're going to pick it up in verse 10. And we do talk about uh, angels quite a bit around Christmas time. And they played an important role. But uh, the, the angels really, they led in a lot of the, 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 the announcement. And I would call it the celebration of Jesus' arrival. And, you know, there was no one, uh, uh, there was no one uh, there. You know, one, one, of the, one of the teens today, is, is, it's, it's their birthday. All right, Caitlin, how old are you today? You 17 years old? Yeah. All right, 17 years old. Oh, you're going to come in here? What do you want to be sung to? <laughs> yeah, this is Caitlin. It's her birthday today. And we do celebrate birthdays, you know, uh, here on earth, and that's a special thing to us. And we might have some cake. And uh, you can have cake today, right, Caitlin? Okay, well, um, invite me to the party if you have cake, you know. We'll, we'll come on over. But, you know, with Jesus' birthday... It was unlike any other birth. It, was, it, was, it really was a miracle. If you've never read the story, read it. Because the, the plan that God, that God put together, you know, mankind could not have orchestrated that. And, uh, and it is a birthday, you know, as much as, uh, as I'd like to, to help Caitlin celebrate her birthday today. You know, the, the birthday of Jesus is something that should be celebrated like no other. And, and the angels knew that. And it says here in Luke chapter 2, 
It says in the angel, uh, verse 10, verse 10 there, Luke chapter 2, verse 10. It says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, we bring you, what's the next word? Good. We bring you good tidings. And so this is, this is uh, the angels were announcing some good news. And it says we bring you good tidings of great joy. Another way of putting that right there would be this. We're going to bring you, we're bringing you some really good news that's worth celebrating. And that's why we've been celebrating this ever since. Because it is good news. And it is worth celebrating. It, it's, it's worthy of great joy. That was kind of the theme of, of the music today. And everything pointed uh, uh, towards what we're talking about right now. And then one of the things that made it great news is this right here. It says, which shall be to all people. And you know, if it was just good news for some, I mean, that would still be good news. If it was just good news for most, that would be wonderful. But it's good news, the Bible says here, the angel proclaimed, let's celebrate this. It's good news for all people. And, uh, you know, uh, when I think about, about the Christmas story and about the Christmas celebration, um, you know, I, I wish everybody would be able to celebrate it as Christians do. You say, why? Well, because that's the way that it makes the most sense. And that's the way that it fits into God's plan and, uh, and, and, and the, uh, the, the plan which he perfectly executed. This is one component of it. It says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. And uh, the world needs a Savior. It's a broken, fallen, as one of the, uh, uh, the Reader's Theater uh, you know, uh, uh, people said there, it was, it's a messy world. <laughs> and God inserted himself in the person of Jesus Christ in that miraculous birth into a messy world that needed a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly, look at this, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God. You say, well, I'm not sure if we should celebrate Christmas. Well, we should certainly celebrate the good news. We should certainly celebrate the gospel, and this is a part of the gospel. And, and the angels, they felt like it was worth proclaiming and celebrating, didn't they? And it says here that a multitude of the heavenly hosts, they praised God and they said, glory to God in the highest. You say, what is a Christmas a celebration for the Christian? The Christian celebration Anytime a Christian celebrates, it's giving glory to God. And saying, that's our God right there. He is the one true God. He is the, 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 the high uh, God of the universe. And we want to give glory to God in the highest. And you know why? Because as we give glory to God in the highest for, the, for this message, for this gospel plan, it brought to earth the peace that they so desperately needed. It says it right there in the passage. It says, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And I know, you know, uh, uh, Christmas time has become traditional uh, to give gifts and, 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 uh, and to wish others a merry uh, Christmas, right? What are you really saying there? Well, I wish you well, you know. Um, I hope the best for you. I hope you have a, a wonderful, joyous uh, a time right now at Christmas and all year long. Um, but you know, sometimes from human to human, that rings a little bit hollow. Because we're pretty limited in what we can do for somebody to really bring them true and lasting peace and enduring joy. We needed God to do that. And, uh, and he did that uh, through the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
You see, it's not just about this, this serene setting and uh, this one-time occasion. The only thing that really makes the birth of Jesus Christ that big of a deal, something worth you know, spending a whole service here uh, celebrating in particular, is because it's part of the gospel plan that God put together to really bring his goodwill to mankind. And, uh, and without that, you know, I mean, it would be, it'd still be fun, you know. I'd, I would still enjoy uh, Christmas for all it's worth as far as getting together as family. And uh, I love getting gifts and giving gifts. And, and I like, I saw a bunch of Christmas cookies floating around here today. I think the Hoshans, uh, you know, they, I went over to their house. They had a full-scale Christmas cookie operation going on. That was pretty impressive there, brother. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I like all that stuff. It's great. But, you know, if it was just that, I'd be like, yeah, all right. That was, that was a fun day. But when you think of what that day represents and, and, and what it fits into and the scope of that, plan, that eternal plan that God put together, that's where the real celebration comes from. And that's why you have you know, people, whether it's, whether, it's, whether it's Harmonica Man, you know, I'm glad Harmonica Man made an appearance today. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, you can keep that tie, though, uh, brother. There, I got, I got, I'm trying to get rid of the ones I have, so... Uh, yeah. But, you know, so we had, we had, we had you know, people of all different gifts and different abilities. And, you know, for, to me, it looked like they were up here just giving of their heart to the Lord. Saying, Lord, you gave to us. We just want to give back to you in any small way uh, that, that we can. And the rest of that, we're, Russ, were able to enter into uh, uh, that with them uh, to the glory of God. And, uh, and so um, he came is the idea there. He came and he inserted himself into are uh, broken, uh, messy, and uh, problematic uh, situation. But then, not only did he come, but I'll, I'll put it this way, and I know this term sometimes has a little bit of a strange connotation nowadays, but he came and he coexisted. In other words, he lived amongst us. And the Bible says this in John 1.14, if you want to turn there, you can, in John 1.14. John 1.14 it says, and the word, that's Jesus, was made flesh. And what does it say then? And dwelt among us. You know what that means? It simply means this. He lived amongst us. He rubbed shoulders <laughs> with mankind. He, he saw what was going on. <laughs> he could identify with, with living here as a human being with everything that that has to offer, you know, good and bad. He saw it all. And uh, you say, well, you know, not too many people understand my situation. Well, I'll tell you this. Jesus understands it. He's acquainted with all of our griefs. He understands all of our sorrows. He saw joy when he was here, a human joy. And he saw human misery. He saw it all. He came and he coexisted with mankind. He dwelt among us. And then it says this. And we beheld his glory the glory of the only begotten of the Father. Remember we were just talking about uh, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. One of the songs that today, today talked about Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? It means God what? With us. God with us. And that's what Jesus was. Think about that. I mean, we say that, but think about how awesome that is. God came to be with us and lived in our midst. And uh, it says there that uh, the glory, the only begotten of the Father. Then it says this, full of grace and truth. And when Jesus coexisted with mankind, he did so in two ways. He did so, first of all, I propose to you in a confrontational way. 
You say, well, how do you, why do you say that? It says he was, he was full of truth. He was full of truth. And isn't truth confrontational? What does truth confront? Everything that isn't true, right? And in uh, man, you know, we have a propensity to get things wrong. <laughs> Would you admit that? We get things wrong at times? You know what, when, what, what Jesus came to do? Jesus came to set all the wrong right. He was full of truth. He is truth. The Bible says he is the way, the truth, and the life. Not only was he confrontational, but at the same time, he did so with compassion. The Bible says he was full of truth, but he was also full of grace. Now think about that. Think about that combination. Only in Jesus Christ do we have the fullness of that combination right there. You know, sometimes as human beings, maybe we err on the side of being gracious so that we never get around to the truth. Sometimes as human beings, you know, we're really good at putting the truth out there, but we're not really too gracious, right? You know, when we're like Jesus, we will be characterized not only by truth, but also by grace. We will not only confront with the truth when necessary, but we will do so in a compassionate way. And one of the ways that will help us do that is, is when we realize how, how gracious God's been to us. You know, it really helps me, you know, at times when I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling very compassionate, I'm not feeling very gracious. i got to remember how gracious God's been to me. You know, when we think about that, when we think about what a, what, a, what, a, what a sorry sinner we were before Jesus came and helped us out and extended his goodwill to us, you know, when, when we think about that, that will really help us have that balance. Look, do we want to be truthful? Yes. Speak the truth. What does the Bible say? Speak the truth in love. And, uh, and Jesus came and he, he lived amongst us in a confrontational but yet compassionate way. Not only did Jesus come and coexist, but he conquered. <laughs> I love that word, to conquer, you know. And, uh, and I am, uh, admittedly, I can't back it up real well anymore, but I'm a very competitive person, you know. And, uh, I mean, look, if I, if I get into something that's competitive, I like to keep score. And, and at the end of keeping score, you know, I, I like to be on the team that had the higher score, right? I mean, that's kind of the point of it to me. Um, you know, instead of, instead of like everyone getting a little bitty trophy, I like to get big one, big old trophy. Let's all fight over it, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it is supposed to be fun. But, you know, when it comes, to, when it comes to, to the world and everything that goes on in the world, the ebb and flow of the world, all the conflict of the world and how it's all playing out, let me tell you this, that Jesus ultimately is the victor. He is the conqueror. And not only did he just come, uh, you know, as a baby, not only did he just, just spend a nice time living amongst us, but ultimately he conquered. The Bible says this in 1 John 4, verse 9. It says, In this was manifested the love of God toward us. Listen to this. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. You see, he conquered. He conquered sin. He conquered death. He conquered hell. He is the resurrected Savior. He came here, lived amongst us. His own rejected him. His own killed him like he was a criminal. But they couldn't keep him in the grave. <laughs> they killed him. They put him into that tomb. And three days later, he burst out of there. You see the continuation of the story? Look, sometimes, okay, this is Easter. You know, we just look at, okay, this is the day, you know. We, uh, yeah, if you're a Christian, you kind of do um, the, the resurrection thing. And then we do some eggs and, and a bunny. And it's like one day, right? 
And then this, this is Christmas. Yeah, the Christians kind of do the little nativity scene thing. We got, you know, we got the presents. We got, uh, uh, we got Santa Claus and Charlie Brown, right? He made an, uh, sort of made an appearance here today. And, you know, and, and so, like, it's just that one day. No. <laughs> the biblical plan, it all goes together. Look, you, you, is it great that Jesus died for us? That's a wonderful thing, but he couldn't have died for us if he didn't come first in the Christmas story, to be born and to live amongst us a perfect life. His death would have never happened. It would have been meaningless if he, if he hadn't lived a perfect life amongst us himself like nobody else did. Hey, look, is it wonderful? It is wonderful. It, it, is it awesome to celebrate the resurrection? There's nothing like it. Give me all the isms and religion out there. Nobody has it. You know, like we have the truth of God's word, a risen Savior, one that backed it up, uh, ultimately, through, uh, through conquering sin, death, and hell. But look, you wouldn't have the resurrection if you first didn't have the story of his birth, right? And then the story of his death. And then the account of how he came back to life. It all fits together. There's no competition amongst holidays for Christians. <laughs> it all points to the same thing, to the plan of, of God um, showing his, his heart on our behalf. He came. He coexisted. He conquered. He was crucified and came back to life. Um, that's, how, that's how we conquered. And, uh, and then, you know, it, it, for, it, I love being a Christian because it gives, me, it gives me purpose and meaning in life. Now think about it this way. If Jesus had come, lived amongst us, died and resurrected and left, and that was it, I mean, that would be great. I would read about that and think that, that's, that's incredible. But then I'd be like, okay, so like, what am I doing here now then? How does this really relate to my life now? I mean, that happened quite a while ago, right? We're still celebrating it, and, and, and it's great. I, I, I'm a believer in it. I, I know it happened. It's historically verified. It's all there. But so what? Well, think about this. When Jesus left, after he conquered, he gave us a commission. He commissioned us. You see how it all fits together? Mark 16, 15 says this, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and do what? And preach the gospel. Another way of saying that is, Proclaim the good tithings of great joy, which shall be to all people. <laughs> you see, that, 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 that was Christmas. That was the crucifixion. Uh, that was the resurrection. And the commission was now, okay, I'm leaving for a while. I'm going to make some preparations. In the meantime, in the meantime, you keep spreading this message. Hey, look, you know why we put, put together a, a, a time like this, a celebration, um, right before Christmas here? The reason why we put our heart and effort into this was because this is just one means in which we can keep the Great Commission. This is one way... That we can say, okay, Jesus, we want to represent you well here. We want to give the message of the gospel. We want to point others to you and your finished work on our behalf. That's what we're commissioned to do. Look, if we just come and put a nice little program together and that was, you know, an, an, um, uh, an end unto itself, I mean, that'd be nice. You know, there's a little applause. That sounded great. Uh, my favorite number was. I like that instrument. Okay, wonderful. But you know what all that is? It's part of the gifting of God to mankind to be able to understand the message and rejoice in it together and point others to why we're rejoicing. 
Doesn't that make sense? Then it all fits together, you know? It's not just like religion checking in and out, <laughs> you know? It's not just like, yeah, that was like I needed that day to kind of pump me up a little bit because my life's miserable otherwise. No! We have a wonderful existence because of God, and the plan is firmly in place, and our, and, and our future is going to be even better because we serve a risen Savior who came to this world, dwelt amongst us, conquered sin, death, and hell on our, on our behalf, and then left us with a purpose and a meaning while we're here in his great commission. And let me just, just, uh, let me just wrap this up by saying this, because, you know, okay, so he left us here, and then it kind of feels like, Kind of feels like he abandoned us, right? I mean, he got, he got mankind all hyped up, you know? And uh, the resurrection, I mean, that was like, wow. Those guys that were kind of like, they were a little on the fence before that. They were a little flaky, you know, at that point. When they saw that Jesus was resurrected, they were, every single one of them was willing to go to their death to stand with Jesus then. I mean, that, was the, that, was, that changed everything, right? But then he leaves. And you could, almost, you could almost understand there might be this feeling of, well, you know, that was all. That was, that was like the highlight of history and mankind, but now it's over and, and we're just here and he's gone. He will come again. He will come again. Do you know that's a continuation of the Christmas story? He will come again. And, and the Bible tells us that. And it says this, look, let not your heart be troubled. John 14, ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Listen to this. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And so Jesus didn't just leave us here, you know, in futility. He gave us a purpose. He gave us a commission. And he said this, look, I'm making some preparations, and I'm going to come again. I'm going to come again. And you say, well, you know, I have a hard time believing that's really going to happen. Well, look, if he kept his promise the first time, because I'll tell you what, there was a lot of people who were doubting that the Messiah was going to come the first time after a while. Right? The prophets were saying he was going to. But then, you know, even the prophets, they were silent for, for like 400 years and nothing really came of it. Right? And when Jesus finally came, I mean, it was within a, it was within a context in which people were just trying to keep that thing rolling a little bit, a little bit of hope. A little bit of hope in a hopeless world. Jesus burst onto the scene. And what we can see is the Christmas story. Now, a lot of people didn't even recognize it was happening. The angels did. Right? And, so, and, the, and the shepherds did. And there were others then who came to see what Jesus was all about. And, uh, you know, so look, think about this. If he kept his promise to come the first time, he will keep his promise to come again. Some of you, maybe you're thinking, man, it's been a while, you know, where we, we, we talk about this and we philosophize and, and, uh, and we theorize and we try to keep each other pumped up that this is eventually going to happen. And some days I'm thinking, Lord, just make it today, you know. And, and, and we're all, you know, we're, we're, we're here because of these truths today, probably, for the most part. But, you know, we've got to be refreshed with this fact that the Christmas story shows us how he came once fulfilling prophecy, and it points to the fact that when he said he will come again, he will come again. Jesus will come again. And uh, Luke chapter 1, uh, verses 68 to 70 says this, and we'll conclude with this verse. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, 
For he hath visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the throne of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began. You see, his prophets proclaimed it, and it came to pass. The prophecy continues to be proclaimed today. And from the time that the world began, God said, I have a plan that will go forth. And the prophets proclaimed the plan. The preachers sound forth the gospel. And, uh, and then people need to reckon with what it says and how it pertains to them. And so really, let's just bring this home right now. Because the Christmas story approaches every human being's heart with something that ultimately each one of us has to reckon with. Do we see what Jesus did, who he was, and how that relates to me? Because all this story really comes down to this. It's not so much what we believe is a room full of people here. It's not so much what we corporately think of this. Ultimately, what it's going to come down to is what you did with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ who came, he coexisted, dwelt among us. He conquered on our behalf. He commissioned us to take the story forth in the time that we're here. And he will, he will come again. He will come again. You say, well, when is that going to be? Well, the Bible doesn't say, say exactly when it's going to be. Just like you didn't say, the Bible didn't say exactly when, when Jesus was going to come the, full time, uh, the first time. It just said in the fullness of time. You know what that means? When God decides. When God decides. And uh, God loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's the Christmas story right there. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's why Jesus came. Not to make a, uh, just to make a cute story that we could have some traditions surrounding. He came because it was a vital part of the gospel plan as it relates to you and I. As it relates to you and I. Let's pray. Oh, Lord.